You boys are out of your mind. Ooh, yeah, dig it. A little bit of the bubbly. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Boys and Body Slams. Three goofballs that talk about wrestling. We're here to boost your ass and have a blast. So enjoy. This is Big Boys and Body Slams, and my goodness, Christmas has come early. My name is Zach. And I am Kyle. And I am excited as hell and Luke. Hey, hey, before we start, I got to throw a shout out to our boy Jake Jonas. Jake Jonas. He our, bought a t-shirt and a mug. Our yeah. daddy. Our so, daddy. So I'm, we're going to throw some more merch stuff out there, but our boy Jake Jonas, always supporting. So always support. Yeah, thank you, Jake. He, was, he broke our cold streak for merch. Yeah. So that was good to see. And we are Big Boys and Body Slams, and we are talking about just a abs, an absolute banger of a show. Man, Full gear 2019. Man, banger. I, I got to say, there's been some pay-per-views this year that are fantastic. We got Bound for Glory. We got Double or Nothing. We had SummerSlam. But this this one, might take the this cake. might take the cake. Spoiler oh alert! Oh my god, yes! This show from top to bottom, and you, can I be honest? Yes, be honest. Going into the show, I, I didn't I didn't have it pegged as an absolute knockout best show of the year contender. I had a feeling it would be. I thought it was going to be a very strong show. I didn't know it was going to be this strong. There, there were a couple matches I was a little worried about. One being Cody and Jericho. I mean, I was super looking forward to it, but as people say, you know, Jericho is forty nine years old, and Cody does his best work with you know faster opponents yeah and i mean spoiler alert again they delivered well they here's delivered. the thing i mean i'm pretty sure last week i i called five stars on that you were and, pretty damn close and dude if it's not if it's not it is very very close i'm still so wavering close. on that so we'll figure there's out still a enough. couple matches i haven't made my mind up um, yet. i do want to point out a couple things from the week yeah, it was a quiet week, but there's some newsworthy things to the bring up. The NXT invasion in WWE right now has been just what they needed. It has been a shot in the arm. Yeah. I mean, you saw you it even say, in, you even saw it in NXT when they they closed that gap on AEW ratings wise. You could say it's shocked the system. Yes. Yes, you could. I, I mean, speaking of them, the undisputed era have had quite the showing on all uh three shows. I don't know if they were even on They weren't on NXT this week, were they? Who? The, the undisputed, undisputed era. era. You're the one that watches. They got, oh yeah, they got beat up by uh, they got beat up by the OC. Uh, but true. I mean, on Raw and SmackDown, they Dude, had that selfie was hilarious. Show. Oh, I know. Why is the OC so damn cool? They're just they're just awesome, and to see them on NXT just felt like I don't know. It felt it felt right, you know. So that's been awesome. That's uh, been the shot in the arm that WWE has really desperately so, needed. And it was all um, it was all spontaneous. Yeah. Right. Can, can I tell you something? How What's ironic. Up? Shayna Baszler is going to be. The star Superstar, of yeah. WWE. Did you Women see Division. the sit down her and Becky Lynch had? Oh yeah, so so good, dude. She okay. So I like. I, I'm not gonna say I never liked her, but like there were a couple times when I'd watch her matches and I just wouldn't see the appeal that like the mass audience has. And then as I'd keep watching, I was like, okay, she's she's really good, but like I'm still missing something. And now I'm seeing this personality come out. Well, just that ruthless heel, man. Yeah, she exactly. She is a badass. And so so I'm seeing more of a character come out now, and I think that's what I was missing, and I'm loving it. And I also want to point out Adam Cole. Bebe. He is going to be made eventing WrestleMania in the next couple it of years. It really feels like he is due for a monster push, and it's well-deserved. He is amazing, and I mean, the match he had with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown last week was just money. And then he had one with Seth. Yeah, and then he had one with Seth on Raw, and then that was just money as well. To the moon, Alice. I got, I got to ask you right now. What's up? Is that Triple H's pegged future? Absolutely. Yep. 
absolutely. Him and Velveteen Dream, I think, are the two. I think are... so too, and I think he also I... looks like Shawn Michaels. So he I does know. a little bit. Um, I'm a little. He actually reminds me a lot about Shawn Michaels, just with the way he moves and exactly. his, his stature and, and stuff. his body type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it sucks. Velveteen Dream's not in this right now with his injury and stuff because I think this could be. I think this could be the showcase for him that a lot of casual viewers to yeah. see him because he radiates charisma. Everyone he does. Yeah, he just oozes it every time he's in the ring. And I think, and again, I think a lot of people were kind of taken aback by his, like, I don't want to say Prince persona, but I mean... His, it is pretty close. It was when he debuted, when he left, as he disappeared as Patrick flamboyant. Clark, and he it's, came back as the Velveteen Dream. Uh, it... I was, I was, I hated it. I hated it for the first little while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, it was like it just clicked. Yeah, it just started clicking, and it's he's one of my favorites. So he's a little eccentric, flamboyant, for flamboyant. Sure. It yeah. kind of reminds me of Goldust. Yeah, I mean, without but, the sexualization, right, right, to it to a different degree, but it kind of reminds me of Goldust, and it's it's kind of a character outside of a comfort zone. Oh yeah, for and sure. I but, think, but he is a hundred percent that character. Yeah, yeah, he lives it. Which is which is what those crazy ass gimmicks come down. What, to. what yeah. I'm what I'm loving is the guys like Velveteen Dream and MJF living the character twenty four seven. Oh, I love it. Keeping kayfabe alive. Yep, I love it. And again, I just wish Dream was around for this right now because he look will at be. Keith Lee, Pete Dunne, they're all getting this exposure, and it's in Gargano, and it's fantastic. This is what they need. Bring the, him in and cut a promo. Like, how about? I don't want to sound rude here. But how about we cut some guys off that WWE main roster, trim the fat, and give those spots to the NXT guys? It's time, man. It's time. I don't I know mean, why they're keeping all these people on the roster. To, it's time to make this a three-show company where they're all tr- tr- treated as equals. Oh, absolutely. Well, they're really positioning it for Survivor Series that way, and, and I hope they continue to. Hey. And we mentioned this, actually. We've actually talked about this on the show. I'll, sorry, Kyle. I'll okay. let you get in just one sec. But we talked about how in order for NXT to truly compete with AEW, they can't be little brother. They have to be on the same plane with exactly. the rest of their flagships. He's right. And look mm-hmm. at that. Look what's happening. Yeah, and they're, I I mean, they're being right positioned as... Uh, for the first time, I think too, they're being positioned as equal to Raw and SmackDown, and not like like you said, the little brother. Can can I throw out another spoiler? Mm-hmm. So next week, we're doing it. Yes, we are. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We're doing an NXT show next week for the oh, first oh, oh, time. That, that, that. War Games 2017. So I know we'll go over it at the end of the show, but we're going to be doing an NXT uh, pay per view for the first time with a Survivor Series prediction pool. Yes. So we're doing War Games. Bah, bah. 2017. We're not going to do a takeover? We're not going to do a, a, a New Orleans or a Brooklyn? Okay, it is a takeover, we'll pal. We'll yeah, that. it is a takeover. I know, no, no, but I mean it, like one of the... So it's, It'll be great. We'll we we it. tried to do this thing where we do the pay-per-view in the month we're in. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it, was an, it was the Survivor Series weekend pay-per-view that's two, true. two years ago. Uh, very good show. If very, I very good show. And uh, some uh, WWE main roster guys are on that show, too. Uh, yes, definitely. So we'll get into that after the show today. Today. We're, we're kind of rambling because it's been a fun week and not... It has. We, oh, we, we were didn't so have, stoked. We didn't have plain drama and Twitter beefs this week. No. So. Uh, and we are bringing you today. Let's get to today. Last night, the three of us watched... Uh, not together, but the three of us collectively watched... Uh, full full gear. gear. Coming to us November 9th, 2019 in Baltimore, Maryland, the Royal Farms Arena. Uh, like very the, cool looking venue. Like the first time that what they've been in Baltimore, in how long, or that that a wrestling a big wrestling show has been. Yeah. In I was gonna say this is the first time AEW's been in Baltimore. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, but like a wrestling. <laughs> who was it that was cutting a promo and said, "Now I know why it's been like so many years since you've seen a wrestling show or something." I don't know. Yeah. Mm. 
Maybe that was on Dynamite. I'm getting confused. Anyway, go ahead. Uncle Paul noticed that uh, they're in Baltimore for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to uh, D- the Real DZ of Professional Wrestling and his Uncle Paul for letting us hang out and watch. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he hosted us last night. Me, that was a great time. Me, Zach, Powell the Podcast, Aaron, and our Instagram boy, Jake Hells, were there. So. Jake Hells. Jake Hells. Woo-woo. And he had some great takes, I heard. Oh, oh God. He, he was out of control. He was. Uh, we're going to start in the pre-show here. Uh, again, no fluff in this pre-show. It was it was a classic like highlight reel with a match in the middle. And and who was calling the action? Taz. Thug, Thug life, life born. Thug, Thug life bred. And something, something, I'll be Thug <laughs> Life dead. <laughs> so you had Taz, Excalibur. Hey, did you hear about Excalibur? And Golden Boy. What about him? At the uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood the night before, he wrestled his first match since 2007 oh, in a, a brawl with Jimmy Havoc and won. Oh, good for him. I, I, won? Think, I think it was just kind of a joke, joking yeah, thing yeah. that they just had That's at fun. StarCast, any, but good for him. Good for him. That's fun. Okay, I was about to say, did anyone film it? It was on StarCast? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's filmed somewhere. Oh, yeah. I just, I just saw... It going around, and then Tony Khan was acting like the announcer and the wrestler got in an actual fight. Oh, that's awesome. At the media scrum last night. Has anyone actually been able to watch? I know none of us have bought it, but anyone been able to watch StarCast content? I've I, never has watched it, has any it StarCast. Really I've watched uh, some of the CM Punk yeah. thing from uh, the last StarCast, and it was Moxley fantastic. was at this one, too, right? Like yeah. He had a whole tell-all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing with that, I think we all kind of know the Moxley story. I mean, it was on talk as Jericho. Well, basically, so. it'll just be m- little dirty details. Yeah, but the the nice. punk the dirty punk one the punk details. one was more of what he wants to do and what he looks forward to doing, and why he's where he's at instead of just trashing WWE the whole time. Right. I thought the punk one was really well done. I really want to watch the sorry the Jim Crockett stuff. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I'm sure Professor Joe would really want to watch that too. Oh, I'm sure he'd love that, dude. Him and I are going to be going to a Cauliflower Alley Club. I know. April. Are you so excited? Oh, I'm pumped. That's bro. awesome. We almost went last year and we should have. We missed out. Yeah, I know you guys really wanted to go. But we're going this year. Uh, our match in the pre-show is B. Priestley versus Britt Baker. We finally get him the payoff. Uh, shout out to Britt for working through the flu, as Cody tweeted She's out. She's also the show. a dentist. She's a dentist. Hey, did you guys? Uh, I watched a little bit of like the the pre-show. Did you watch it on YouTube at all? Uh, oh, B- the kick, the kickoff or whatever. Yeah, no. Like before the kickoff show, they had the same interview. They re- they played the same interview in the pre-show. Okay, though. With, so with B Priestley like going off. Oh, and Britt Baker. That, that promo was awesome. Britt Baker was being catty. Yes, she was. Uh, this match was not bad. Um, I think I think this match would have been a lot better if uh, Britt didn't have the flu. Probably right. Because I don't. I think that's a very hard thing to work through. Yeah. Uh, so Britt comes out strong. Really makes the feud look good. Uh, gets a lot of offense in early. Uh, <clears throat> man, Bia's got some stomps. Like she Seth does, Rollins-esque. she was stomping left and right in this match. Uh, the end of this match comes. There's a destroyer for a Britt Baker near fall. She goes to go into the lockjaw. It gets countered into a roll up. Uh, Britt is able to roll back up, applies the lockjaw, and wins by submission. In did you get match times? No, I didn't. Oh, that's that's okay. Right. I can look them up if you want. Oh, no, it's fine. fine. Uh, it was about eight minutes, ten minutes. Um, it wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a bad match. Uh, I would have liked. To have seen this story told just a little more thoroughly because after the concussion happened, this really felt like it was going to be the biggest story in the women's division outside of the title picture. And I guess it has been. It just still hasn't. It hasn't felt. It, it didn't have that oomph that I. It was eleven thirty-five. Thank um, you. Yeah, that's why I see too. Uh, there was. Uh, I do have one problem. What's up? And this is a nitpick. And Luke's kind of talked about this before. Yeah. But. It really is starting to bug me that the destroyer 
is being used for non overused yeah that, that's i i like seeing the destroyer used as much as it is but i think it needs to be protected as a finish like yes i i don't mind the super kicks all the time right i i don't mind the super kicks i don't mind the pile drivers the ddts but that destroyer was something special Dude, when PD Williams busted that out, I'd never seen anything like it before. He won. Ever. He won like the Wrestling Observer uh, Finisher of the Year for like ten years in a row. Yeah, and he was the only guy that used it, other than Trevor Murdoch, once on Raw that I saw, and I thought it was special. And now I love seeing it still, but it needs. I don't like seeing it as a traditional move. I'm like just a transitional saying, man, move. Like there's so much momentum. You were flipping. You know, you're getting flipped over and then dropped on your head. You shouldn't be getting up. I will say there was one spot. Where a destroyer was used in the show, and that I was popping. <laughs> Hell for yeah! yeah. Um, By a certain sixty-something-year-old. So, so, I guess that was a what do you give sunrise. this match? Three stars. Okay, why? Uh, it. I liked the in-ring action. I just really w- expected a little bit more out of it. Uh, I think that if this was the end of the feud, it's it's a bit of a letdown. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, that they could have easily really drug this out and had it be like a b- blood feud. It didn't yeah. quite get there for me though. Yeah. So I gave it three and a quarter. Um, the only reason I gave it that extra quarter was I wanted Britt Baker to have that extra quarter because she wrestled with the flu. I thought it was a good match, and I think she deserves a lot of praise for going out there sick. Mm-hmm. Oh, Be- for sure. Because, I mean, some t- like, we sometimes can't even do our day jobs right? with, with a cold. Right. Same. So, I mean, props to her. Uh, Luke, give your rating. We'll talk about after the match, and then I'll get my discussion sure. question in. Uh, three stars for this one. I think Zach made a brilliant point. Um, Thank you. He is brilliant. He is. He's and cute, cute too. Damn. Nice. Ah. Um. So one, how about Doctor Britt Baker? Uh, pretty much overcoming a shit ton of adversity to start off her career with AEW. She had that I concussion. Know. Concussion. I mean, it's flu. been tough luck for her when they've been trying to push her to the moon. Yeah. Right. It feels anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think, but your brilliant point was. They just haven't got us invested enough. It was. Yeah. It's it been, felt like it, it was never been, got going. It's been very much so in the background. I want to. I want to point something out with what you're saying. Okay, go ahead. They've done a better job building up some of these other women, like uh, like Shanna, without throwing all this story in. Yeah. There. Because right now I look at Shanna as more of a attraction. Uh, no, more of a uh, somebody who can win the title better oh, than okay. Brett Baker, even though Baker's got way more wins. Because I think Shanna's been positioned better against top talent. I just haven't seen Britt. I mean, she's good. I just haven't seen her put on a, a great match yet. Right. No, you're I, not I've wrong. Been, I've been waiting for it, but I don't know if it's her. I don't know if it's just the circumstances because, like we said, she's not been healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, the concussion and the flu can really affect those matches. Sure. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't know. She's not a very she's not very much strong style, which it seems like a lot of these women wrestlers are. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, a true. lot of these are the Joshi women, though. Yeah, so. that's true. Right. Um, get into the after, then I'll ask my question. After, oh, uh, so you know, after the match, match yeah. the lights go down, and then there's like so. Uh, um, uh, Brett leaves. Sorry, and then we see like these spooky Alistair Black candles on the Titantron, and the lights go down. They come up, and there's Awesome Kong. And Brandy and Brandy Rhodes. Brandy. Uh, awesome Kong is dressed like a like a like a warrior, like a like a warrior, like a like a like a, like a soldier kind of. Zena, <laughs> and she's got like a belt of like hair, like locks of hair, and like they come barbarian. down to the ring. Yeah. and I'm just like, what is going on? And then Brandy Rhodes like pulls a knife. Like, oh, I thought this was about to get. Like, I was like, oh no, Samoa Joe TNA. <laughs> yeah, like, getting like attitude era. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, face tattoo. Instead of murder, we got uh, a lock of B's hair gets cut off. Uh, awesome Kong acts like she's gonna eat it. I really wanted her to, but she didn't. 
Uh, they're just going to throw it in a cauldron because apparently Brandy's a witch now. And then she just leaves with the lock of hair. Presumably she's going to add it to the belt or maybe she'll make a hex out of it. Uh, right? I thought it was because pretty stupid. It, is, uh, it, it, was, it was weird. This is my least favorite thing on the show probably. So we, At we, least it was in the pre-show. We've been seeing promos of Brandy doing weird witchcraft shit. And, and, the, and the promos were fine. They're it was okay. this that was just like, There's oh. just no It was so weird. It was just like, what are we watching? It felt almost like... I'm not okay. I'm gonna make a comparison that's gonna sound extreme. Do it. It was all. It had like Dungeon of Doom tinges to it. Ooh, not oh, not that bad. God. Dude, but no, it was, I see, it I, was close. I see the direction you're coming. Yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. It if, wasn't there, but like I could, I could smell it. You know, even AEW's got to have a shitty storyline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And this um, might be it. So, question: Where do you want to see Britt go next? Because it looks like Bia B's got her next feud with Awesome Kong. Probably. Yeah. Oh, who who does Britt Baker go to next? Is it Riho? I mean, or do you? If you're if you're if you're if you're looking for title contenders, realistic viable title contenders, I mean, I think she's one of the only ladies who's racked up enough wins to make the case for that. What about Nyla? What about Nyla versus Britt Baker? I'd be totally down for that. Uh, But the only thing about that is Nyla needs to start winning. Yes. Uh, Soon. It's BS that she hasn't. So well, she hasn't really been on TV much. That's the thing. She hasn't been on. She's been on Dark once or twice, but she hasn't been on Dynamite. I don't think since the first week, right? Since the championship match. So So, it's time for her to make a comeback. Which I do kind of like that they filter guys in and out. So yeah, I do too. Uh, So we'll see. I I I don't know if who's next title contender is going to be. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure something out. They have acknowledged, by the way, that they do need to start really storytelling with their women's division more. So hopefully. We see that come to fruition on Dynamite. Um, and now it's time for the main show, and we're going to kick off with a bang. By the way, two-man commentary booth tonight. Jim Excalibur and, and JR Excalibur. holding it down. And you know what? I didn't miss Tony like I thought I would. Well, he's only supposed to be on Dynamite, right? Well, Golden we're not Boy's, really sure. Golden Boy is supposed to be the pay-per-view guy with him, though. And then he just went backstage. Yeah. Uh, I think Tony... Tony had a, had a college football yeah, game. Yeah, so I don't know if that's going to be something ongoing. The Georgia Bulldogs. Um, well, but, I mean, the next pay-per-view is Saturday, like Memorial Day weekend. Really? Yeah. Wow. May? I mean, that's what it sounded like. Really? May- I mean, maybe they throw another one in there. Yeah, but- they have to. But be a long time. Yeah. Uh, the first match on the card is going to be the Young Bucks versus uh, Ortiz and Santana. What wow. are they called? Uh, Ortiz and Santana. What are they called? Ortiz and Santana. <laughs> it's Santana and Ortiz. Sir. Oh, sorry. Santana and Ortiz. Is that better? Proud. Yeah. Proud and powerful. And powerful. Uh, <laughs> I still... Okay. I still don't know what their actual name is because... Because they, they go by both. They go by both. I was. I actually put in my notes... Uh, how long have they been like officially called proud and powerful? It's just kind of like creeping in. Like every week, they're called it more and more. Uh, um, I call them LAX when I'm talking about them all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I really we're the best. I the really best. wish they could just go by LAX. You it's, know what's funny about this match? Um, that you think of Foo Fighters when Ortiz keeps yelling the best, the best. The no, best. but I will now. Okay, thank you. Uh, we were having a discussion at Dakota's about how. Our one big gripe with AEW is that the tag team matches just always break down and the rules don't get followed. So, of course, that's what happens. The second the bell rings, yeah. it's a brawl. And the, But then the ref starts getting competent. Yeah, the ref starts getting competent. He doesn't allow a tag to the foot at one point. Which should be allowed. Because of, like, a tag to the body, right? Maybe yes. it's like, maybe it has well, to no, be, like, the upper body. Listen, no, because there was literally a tag allowed to the foot later in the damn match. Was there? Yes. They, oh. He allowed Santana and Ortiz to get a foot tag later AEW's in the AEW's got to figure out that was going on. I do have to say... Jim Ross loses his shit. Like, that is his least favorite thing. I didn't even notice that. He gets pissed every time. Who's the legal man? Who's the yeah, legal man? Yeah, he was getting mad about that. I got to tell you, though, one thing that I, I actually kind of like was, you know, going back to any tag team match you've ever watched, right? The good guys, the, the faces are the ones that they make the tag with the rest back turned. 
and then they get kicked out. Or like this time the heels did. The heels did it, and so that that was that was fun. Uh, This match was really good, though. Yes, it was. This match was very good. Uh, They really told a story. So it was who was it? Was it was it Matt who had the injured knee? Because he he uh, kicked the shin. Yeah, he kicked the corner post. I mean, he kicked the corner post hard. Obviously, slaps the leg for effect. Uh But no, he hit the post. And so the leg was getting worked over for him the whole time. Anderson Silva allows Nick to be kind of get beat up on at one point. A little bit before this, there was that awesome double team by LAX. Yeah, there was a gory. The best way I can describe it is a gory special Boston Crab camel clutch combo to both Matt and Nick. I'm I'm just so good. I'm proud that you recognize the gory special. Just so good. actually, I think that was Uncle Paul in Dakota who got the uh, Uh, gory special. Yeah, Gore, uh, Uncle Paul popped for that Gory special. Yeah. So it was, I think I it was Ortiz. To, Uncle Paul. Ortiz had the Gory special locked in, and then he locked in the Camel Clutch while Santana had the Boston Crab. Santana was doing the lazy work. It was awesome. This was so cool. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and then at one point, um, Ortiz throws Nick right over the barricade, and then he throws Matt into the Rockers because they're at ringside. The uh, Rockers were me, not there. The me. Rock and Roll Express. I wrote Rockers for shortness, and Terrible. I just read it. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express was there at ringside, and, the, and they got thrown, The young Matt got thrown into them, kind of continuing the Ortiz and Santana bullying hey, them. By the way, line. what do you guys think was in the sock that Ortiz used to beat up the Rock and Roll Express? I said it was a fleshlight, but I was probably wrong. <laughs> I... <laughs> Quarters or soap? They said it was baseballs on commentary. They also said it's soap, yeah. Oh, okay. I well, think it was well, baseballs. So- soap is a traditional thing that was used in socks. True. That would hurt. In like prison and stuff? True. Yeah. I'm going to say baseballs. Okay. That's my... Because they were, they were dressed like baseball players. So also, there you go. also uh, I think it was Matt did the Northern Lights three times in a row. And, and then, then, then caught... And then he did it three bo- more times with both guys. Yep. And that first Northern Lights was so quick and smooth. That, yeah. Wow. I got to tell you. That might be one of my favorite Young Bucks movies. Me just too, seeing man. Matt do those Northern Lights. Yes. He is so, so smooth. Good. I love, so smooth. I, I absolutely love it, but here's me being my old head self. Matt is little. Like, he's very there non-muscular. He is, is LAX big? Huh? Uh, I feel like they're beefy. Yeah. I feel like Santana's kind of big. So, yeah, yeah, they're not he's that powerful. big. Remember? That's right. And so him doing it to two different people is kind of it's kind of wild. It. He did it, but though. it's amazing. It is very fun. Uh, at one point, uh, Ortiz Ric Flair sold a super kick, which I oh, enjoyed. That was oh my awesome. God. <laughs> <laughs> he Ric Flair flopped on a super kick, which was nice. Uh, I'm just going through spots here. Nick at one point cross bodies over the corner post onto both members of Proud and Powerful on the outside. And uh, this match just it Sant- just Santana built. went for a moonsault and got super kicked. Yeah, when he was off, it was it was the springboard moonsault. Yeah, and he got super kicked off of that did by both see, Matt and Nick. Did we see the motor? City Machine Guns tribute, fellas. What did they do? The double team move in the corner. I can't remember what the it was. Hell it was the called. slice bread slash power bomb type move. I think. Yeah, yeah the slice bread power bomb combo. Yeah. That was really good. That was a Motor City Machine Gun esque move. That, which, this which, whole match. Which, <laughs> if you think about it, remember they were tweeting about the impact stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they did like a little in the middle of this match. They did this most subtle that's a good callback. Point. That's a so good point. That's one team. I'm not trying to get too far off topic, but I would love for the Motor City Machine Guns to come back in Impact or AEW. I would sure. take it an impact too, but well, I mean, even if we just see that reunion show, just for yeah, yeah. just for one match, that, that's my second favorite tag team of all time. That's awesome. Who's the first? APA. Nice. Um, <laughs> this this match just kept escalating and kept escalating the whole time. By the way, they're telling the story of Nick's injured leg, and it eventually leads to the end when we hit. Uh, he goes for the Meltzer driver, oh, and falls well, off the ropes. Yeah, goes to the springboard. Yep, he falls off the ropes. He can't do it. Uh, he does come in at one point. He spits gum at Santana, who puts it back in his mouth. The, uh, the crowd pops, and then he eventually spits it back at him too, which they both miss. Uh, yeah, suckers. Uh, and then eventually we get the street sweeper, and Ortiz and Santana win by pinfall. 
Yeah. Do we have match times again? Oh, let me go grab it. Hold on. Hold on, Dad. No worries. Um, Come on. And it was tw- 21 minutes. 21, so a lengthy match, but uh, I loved it. What'd you give it? Four stars. I thought this was, again, I mean, opening matches, I think, are like kind of like an unsung art in professional wrestling. Yep. And this had everything you want in a hot opener. Uh, it had really good storytelling, really good action, and I loved it. I gave it four stars. I think one of the biggest complaints from a lot of people for the Young Bucks were their selling and storytelling, and I think that they proved a lot of people wrong on that. Um, they they sold the leg the whole time, and they did other things like that for the whole show that proved that they can sell. Yeah, uh, four stars. Um, I think that's absolutely correct. The Young Bucks, just their go, go, go. Yeah. And here they really, really took the time um, to sell things. And just the desperation of um, Matt having the injured leg and Nick really trying to help him out no matter yeah. what. Like, oh, if this move's not going to work, we're going to put you up on the turnbuckle. And like, yeah, he just put push, him on the turnbuckle after that. Just push through yeah. it, man. We got this. Just push through it. So that was awesome. And you knew that that would eventually end up costing him. By the way, not only when he kicked the post was that cool. But when I think it was Ortiz capitalized and like clotheslined him in the shin, yeah. and he flipped forward and he hit his head, spiked his head on the apron. Yes, that was sick. That was, was awesome. I like this match. Uh, we'll get into the end of the match and I'll ask my question. Yeah. So after the match, uh, it, Sammy Guevara. here comes Sammy Guevara. The dude. Uh, he's got his phone out. He's blah, it up, and uh, <laughs> then he comes to the ring and they start beating up the Young Bucks. But lo and behold, the Rock and Roll Express hop the barricade. The run in. They come in and they start their house of fire, and then. We get it. We Ricky get Morton. it. Ricky Morton hits a destroyer and with, then, a, with some help. Which, which that's a tequila sunrise, technically, right? Because he went over the ropes. Yeah, I guess you're right. Sunset. Yeah, I guess you're right. Do you mean a Panama like, sunrise? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about alcohol, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and then Panama. after that, he hits a suicide dive, and yeah. uh, the crowd goes wild, and that was really fun. I was He's we were 63. I know we were really leery weary i don't know what the right word is about them getting involved about them getting involved at first and we're like i don't know about this hey they're they're tag champs damn it and then he hit that stop and then he hit that destroyer (laughs) and uh there was an audible pop in the room (laughs) yeah um so my question is where do you do you give lax and young bucks another match do you continue this feud pnp sir uh sure why not yeah, I think I think this one needs to be a lengthy one. Well, the inner circle versus the elite is going to continue and continue. Oh, for sure, it's not going anywhere. Right, uh, but we'll see a little bit later that we might be seeing one of the key members of the elite pivot and going somewhere else. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right, you ready? Uh, yep. So after that, we're going to go to Hangman Page versus Pack. Hashtag cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. There's a. I love the cowboy shit chance. By the way, I mean I'm going to talk about this post match. I've been telling you guys, wasn't exactly sold on Hangman Adam Page. Did you change? Does this change your mind? This motherfucker, he got me sold. Whether it was uh, two weeks ago, um, and last week, like it's in the last few weeks, he is. I understand him now. I get him. Yeah, he's awesome, man. I, I get him, and he's putting in really good work. Yes, he is. And uh, this match had it all, man. This it match did. had this was it brutal. All these guys beat the hell out of each other. They were bringing out. I mean, their deepest moveset arsenal that they had in their power. Pac, Pac has been outstanding since he got an AEW. Oh, he has. He has been Not one bad match. Man. Period. You, I got to be honest with you. This is one of those guys that WWE lost that they Did should Did they miss regretting. the boat on him more than maybe anybody else in this yes. past decade? Yes. yes. Him and Cody. Yeah, right? I mean, this this match was so good. Well, like, okay, we've... 
I don't know if it was. Uh, yeah, it was Kyle I talked about uh, on Wednesday. I think Cody didn't have this then. No, Cody was. That was yesterday when I was stuck in traffic. Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah, Cody was Silver Spoon immediately put into the Performance Center. Yeah. So wrestling for WWE is all he knew how to do. Yeah. And as we know, that's a completely different style. Yeah. Than the Indies. Then when he went to the Indies, he learned how to do more storytelling, how to do like really get his game more diverse and versatile, and that's why he's so damn good now. Yeah, Page is good too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah well, and Pack. Yeah, and Pack. Uh, man, Hangman Page. I was talking about this last night. He might have one of my favorite move sets of any guy. Yes. I was thinking that too because I love that buckshot lariat, bro. It's very Scott Hall mixed yeah. with agility. He's got power moves, but he also can do some acrobatic shit and cowboy shit, as we all know. Um, and it's the best of both worlds, man. I wish. I wish his theme song was more badass. Though. I like his theme song. No, I like it. I just wish it had like a little more like guitar, something that you know was like cowboy shit, something that had just a little bit more badass. You should, write a, you should write a letter. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess. Uh, I'll, I'll write him a letter. You work for Live ninety five in Lewis County. Yeah, make you it happen. Yeah, yeah. I think the I'm reason I like it is because it reminds yeah. me of like the classic like spaghetti westerns. You know, it's got that like kind of yeah. like Clint Eastwood vibe to it. Yeah. Um, we're not here to critique entrance music, but I'm sure it'll come back oh, we up. We are. Uh, this match had it all. Man, the closing few segments of this match was amazing. There was this beautiful uh, super fallaway slam by Paige to pack from the top rope, and they had a replay of it, and it was just a thing of beauty. And then we get a buckshot countered. They get dual powerbomb spots out of that. Paige sets up for the Deadeye, and Pat counters it into the Brutalizer, standing. And Paige becomes the first person to escape it. He gets to the ropes in this incredible sequence. And then he goes, uh, Pack sets up immediately for the Black Arrow, but he misses, which allows Adam Page to hit the Deadeye, and he wins the match a bit surprisingly i thought uh, hold on Let what's up 1850 and 18 minutes and 50 seconds oh there was also the uh uh pack pulled the ref in the way and tried to dick kick he did he but page, page closed his legs he saw it, it coming yep. which pack has gotten away with before. several times yeah yep, uh, so. on page even so he, he scouted that and saw that coming guys this match they beat was so good they were chopping the chopping hell forearms punching kicking they there was one point when pack was doing the yes kicks uh, to Paige, and he was connecting with those yes. kids. I it made my heart stop they, watching they, it. Their bodies were red. Yeah, Pack was selling his ass off, especially in the beginning when Paige was outside, just yeah. throwing him into shit. Did you see the welt on Paige's back yes. at the end of the match? Yes. Wow. So what'd you give it? Four point two five. I loved it. Yep. I also gave it four point two five. I thought it was brutal. I thought it was great, and I just I want to see them again. I gave it four stars, and this I mean. I kind of, as I alluded to earlier, this was this is the match that Hangman can hang his hat on. Like this, yep. for me, this sold him to to any non-believers. Yeah. This sold Hangman Page. Now I know what he's about, and he, I mean, getting a victory against Pack for anybody huge, at this point is huge. huge. This is the first person that's beat him, right? Right. I was a bit surprised by that outcome. Um, one thing that I thought was weird. So, well, uh, they did lose that tag team match, by the way, but that was by disqualification. Oh, oh okay. Dean, yeah. What? Who? John. John. Yeah, John Moxley. Um, that there was a pump handle deadlift bridge for a near fall at one point that was just like insane to me. It was. Uh, Adam Page is just strong as hell. Uh, the brainbuster by Pack. Oh, on the the chair. chair. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. That was sick. Um, and but the crowd quieted down. The crowd was kind of dead for a few of these matches. It was weird. They kind of they kind of got hot again towards the ending with when the buckshot lariat was coming out. Yeah. Um. So, question for you guys. What's up? 
So, are you? Do you move Paige into a battle with the Elite, or do you go another round with Pack? Which they've been very clear to keep them separated. Yes, yeah. Kenny and Paige have both been kind of out of the Elite for a little. I bit. I think you are done with Pack and and Paige now. I think this story has kind of gone on long enough. I think this was his natural conclusion. Uh, as for what's next for Paige, I don't really want to see him in the Elite storyline. I, I I don't know. Maybe He's an outlaw, baby. Yeah, I don't know what's next for Paige. Maybe the title. I don't know. What are you now? So. I'm thinking I want to see Hangman Page versus John Moxley. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a great, like, number one contenders feud to set up that. whoever fights Jericho next. It's got to be Moxley. Yeah. I don't want to well, necessarily see Page and Jericho again. Oh, I could, I could see them again. They, I like it. If you go the route of Moxley running his way through the big wigs of, the, of AEW, through the elite, basically, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Moxley just yeah. one by That's one natural taking story. down those top dudes. Um, I think that that's a no-brainer. Yeah. But what do, what does Pack do next? That's what I'm more intrigued. Like, Page seems like he's got multiple avenues to go. Pack, where do you slot him in? You could do a Kenny and Pack feud. I mean, you you've seen him wrestle once, but you could you could easily make that an actual. Do you feud. think you think Mox and Omega's done? I mean, that was. Yeah, I think it's done. Okay. Um, what do you think, Zach? You think Mox and Omega's done after? Yeah, I think Mox and Omega's probably done now. Uh, as far as Pack. Man, he's so he's he. I could see him doing almost anything. Yeah, he he's kind of like that. Swiss I could Army see him. Knife. I could see him trying for the title. I could see him going after somebody else in the elite. I could see him going after somebody else who's not him. in the elite. Whenever they introduce this new title, that's yeah. his title yeah. to have. You know who I would kind of like to see Pack wrestle? Who? Jungle Boy. I uh, think they could have uh, some cool matches because Pat could just throw them around. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that. I mean, unless they're gonna that's gonna put Jungle Boy over huge as a solo guy. Uh, I don't think they'll do that because Pack is just too damn strong right now. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. I mean, that's we'll true. We'll see. There's a lot of uh, big question marks uh, coming out of the show, and I'm super excited to see where they go. God, this is great. I'm damn. I'm having fun. Damn, I'm having fun. This is an my ass, ass boosting. is oh, boosted yeah. to the ceiling. Up next, the lights go out right after that match, and everyone's like, well, "Who's this?" And of course, sitting in his chair on the ramp, it's the chairman. Sean the chairman. The chairman. Uh, with Tully Blanchard. With Tully, of course. And this is the chairman versus Joey Janela. The bad, bad, the boy. bad boy. The bad, bad. Uncle Paul, not boy. necessarily a fan of Joey Janela. Uh, Joey Janela, I feels an acquired taste. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. What did, what did Uncle Paul have to say? He said, "This guy doesn't even look like he should be a wrestler. <laughs> He's oh. fat." <laughs> Oh, he was not a fan of Joey. But Janelle. he really liked Kevin Owens. But remember? he did. He did warm up to this match, though. Yeah, uh, this match did. I mean, but I like how we're telling this whole review through Uncle Paul's perspective. Uh, to be fair, though, this match did start off a little slow. Yeah, uh, this match really, really existed to get Sean Spears over. Oh yeah, and there was no better person you could have put him against than Joey Janela because Janela sold his butt off his for everything. Ass. You know, as, as Janela has like this bad. Um, bad reputation boy. right of like he's yeah. a bad worker that he can only he's just he, a bad boy he's not a bad right. worker. yeah he's a good worker and he was bumping for for anything and everything spears did and he made spears yeah. look like a monster he made spears look yeah he made spears look like a huge player at one point there was the scorpion deathlock applied the hair the hair in the corner yeah he he tied at one point spears tied janela's hair in like the the tag rope in one of the corners and janela just yanked it out and left just just enough hair to look uncomfortable in the rope when he pulled it out. And then Brandy Rhodes snuck by and stole that hair and <laughs> went wish, backstage. I wish. Uh, at one point, uh, basically the only offense Janela got in this match was outside of the ring because he hit the rolling senton to the outside and was able to get a little bit of offense there. But eventually... He also hit a super kick. 
He did, yeah. And then he also, uh, early in the match, he came off the top, and Spears caught him and hit him with a T-bone suplex outside Yes, the ring. that was beautiful. Uh Eventually, though, they get a little bit of a ref distraction. What? Ha- uh, oh, was the was it the turnbuckle? Yeah, he took the turnbuckle yeah. off. Hebner went to put it back on, and, and then the, the when this is happening, spike. we get an assisted spike pile driver. Totally jumps off the steps, helps pile drive Janella. Which is sick. It was awesome. He rolls him back into the ring. Death Valley driver and Sean Spears wins by pinfall in eleven forty-five. Eleven forty-five. So this match was definitely a bit of a come down match. It was kind of the weakest match on the main card. Which isn't saying that it was bad. Right. Because it wasn't. Um, it was there to make Spears look good. And it did. Absolutely. I gave it 3.35. That was for Luke. Oh, 3.35? Yeah, I'm bringing out the you're intervals terrible. again. You're terrible. Um, <laughs> All right, Dewey and your decimal system. I give it three and a quarter. Okay. I thought, it was a very, I thought it was a very standard match. It was nothing special, but it wasn't bad. And mission accomplished, by the way. And they made Spears look good, and Janela gets his TV time because the crowd loves Janela. Yes, they do. I also want to say, and we had this conversation last night, and Luke probably won't like it right now. Uh-oh. Tully Blanchard looks better than The Undertaker. Yeah. Oh, the Undertaker he, looks pretty fucking bad. He, he, he took so does Ricky Morton. Yeah. Yeah, Ricky Morton. <laughs> that, that is a fact. Ricky Morton looks better than The Undertaker. That's crazy, huh? What'd you give it, Luke? Uh, I gave it three and a quarter like you, pal. Um, nice. I think I'm not sure when it's going to happen or if, um, but Joey Janela obviously is putting everyone over. Yeah, and I don't know how many losses he has to rack up before it's like a story. Before, well, before it's like, oh man, is he going to be uh, Kurt Hawkins? I think man. he's so over though that he can he is. afford That's, to lose, right? And he always fights and, he, his ass and he's off. never going to be a guy who's probably in the title picture. He'll be anyways. in the mid card title picture but, at some point. Hey, what about Pac and Janela? Well, Dude, that would be for fun. the next feud. So I don't think it lasts. Hold on, hold on, well, okay. real quick. Um, so I think that Spears, after that initial Cody uh, blow off, I think he really needed another match to develop his character more and to get himself over and to make him seem like more of a threat, an imposing yeah. threat. And he, the, his aggressiveness and just like the mean streak he showed in this match really helped build his character oh, to for me sure. and gave him a lot more credibility. There was and Tolley is the best manager in the company. Oh, he's great. There, I, always, I do feel like there had been a missing piece for Spears for me, at least up to this point. I will admit this match helped helped me understand him a little bit better and helped me yes. ha- believe him a yes, little more. I completely agree. Well, my discussion topic was on Sean Spears and oh, how great. are you feeling about him. Oh, after you, going into yesterday, I was on the fence. Was Coming out of yesterday, I'm thumbs up. Yeah, I, and then so like the, the match did what it was supposed to. I think Spears could be an upper mid card heel. Yeah, I agree. And I think he's a good wrestler. He's not a great wrestler, like, but he can step up and put on good matches. And he his look is amazing. He's got such a great look, such a great entrance. He's got Tolly by his side. He looks like a star. The, the chair stuff, the Tolly stuff, just the look. It's all there. All he needs to do is consistently put on good matches. And I think, from, and at least from what we've seen so far, he's going to put on a three to a three and a half star match pretty much every time. Yeah. Um, but it's not, I, I don't, just don't think he's, unless there's just someone he has amazing chemistry with, I don't think it's going much farther than that. Yeah, Cody. probably. Cody, I mean, even Cody's Cody match did. was didn't reach the heights think, yeah. of his other, it was Cody's weakest match in AEW. Yeah, it was still a four star match though, I think. Um, or three and a three quarters, but whatever we do, I gave it. We do have to give though, I mean, totally fucking Blanchard, man. Um, the, I the, really want the older the old school guys who listen to this podcast. Uh, I mean, they old old school guys absolutely gush about Tully Blanchard, and even like you know Arn Anderson and the the older dudes are like, 
he had everything in spades. He was an amazing worker, an amazing talker, all the above, um, and just didn't really get as much of a chance to shine. And he's an amazing manager. Yeah, like, yeah he, he knows the business. I think I really want to see Tessa come over. I do too. I, I mean, like, I want her to stay in Impact. So bad. I want her to stay in Impact, but she, for Eventually, her to Eventually, after this title, unless she wins the title against Callahan, where does she go after If she this? loses, she needs to go. Yeah. And but I feel like if Spears and her and Tully kind of started like a four horse yeah. person type stable, I would like, love that man. It'd be great. Um, you could there's throw other, MJF in there. Yeah, you could throw MJF, Spears, and Tessa, and yeah. you got everything. You're on the dirt sheets a ton, both of you guys. So uh, do we know how much time's left on our contract? Till March is what I read. I heard August, so really? I, I don't know. So it's a while. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> yeah. Uh, eventually, I would pop. So Ooh, hard. I like what happens next. Yeah, yeah. What happened next? Did I miss something? Kip Sabian. Oh yeah, there's a back bad. to interview with Kip Sabian, and, and uh, he's Kip a bad guy Sabian. now. And then Penelope Ford, who is managing him, and is like, I believe his real life girlfriend, and she says, "Why be bad be, when you can be super bad?" Which is, a, I'm thinking this might lead to a Kip Sabian Joey Janela match. I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah, um, because this was a good spotlight for Sabian, uh, somebody that the Dynamite only crowd may not have seen a ton of yet. Right, and I think I think. It's important to point out that Penelope Ford used to be Joey Janela's manager yeah. and girlfriend. Yeah. So, uh, so that's oh, where I, I didn't know. That. Yeah, that's so that's where the, the "Why be bad when you can be super bad" line comes from, because uh, that's his. I got to admit, for whatever stick. reason, I got like a I got like a, a nervous twitch when I saw a, a beautiful skinny blonde woman coming from the side of the screen and give you know give Kip Saving a kiss. Like, what's Lana <laughs> doing here? What what is going on? Please please just keep Lana out of my oh my gosh out of my TV. Uh, I think this was good for Sabian, though, on pay-per-view to get a little segment like this. Good good to be making stars. Yeah. Kip Sabian, I mean, if people aren't familiar with him in the He's UK, a good worker. he was a big-time player over there and was an excellent heel. So I'm excited I to think, see him bring that to the I States. Think, I think that his little promo or his interview that he cut was great. And it he was. said, you know, I came into this company because he was on um, all uh, Double or Nothing. He was on Double or Nothing? Yeah. Because he got a big win. Who the hell was it against? Who I don't remember. Sammy, Sammy Sammy Guevara. That's yeah. right. Yeah, before Sammy, you know, was aligned as our dis our disjointed voice of God Phil came in and, and let us know who that was against. Our God pal. Thank you, God pal. Thank you, pal. The podcast. Um, so I think that that was like okay, this guy, this is random where he's at, and now he he basically said I saw that there were alliances on both sides, so I have to carve my own. So it's going to be like him, yeah. him, Penelope, and the hybrid two. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I don't know how long the hybrid two thing is going to last with him. Have it you guys? Have you like, know? It seems like they're almost doing like the New Japan style of faction building, where everybody's in a faction, even if you don't always work with associate. that faction. Yeah. Because if you think about New Japan, you've got chaos. You've got Los and Gobbler Nablas. You know, you've got. <laughs> oh yeah. Was that the Gobbledygooker? Yeah. You've got all those factions in there, and but they don't always work together. But they can. It feels like they're kind of doing a little bit of that here, uh, which I'm fine with. Just something I noticed. Uh, up next, this might have been my. I don't know if this was my least favorite match on the main card or the one we just saw. Uh, but this was Private Party versus Lucha Bros versus SCU, SCU for the AEW Tag Team Championships, and something was going on in this they, match. This was not clicking. Something was going uh, at on at least at the beginning. This, yeah, the first like five to ten minutes of this match just felt off to me, and I, I it feels like moves weren't connecting. It felt like there the chemistry was a little bit off. The Lucha Bros had that weird tag team move that. Oh, that was to, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kazarian just kind of seemed off, and it was weird. All all think, six of these guys are great. I think Kaz's positioning on that just wasn't like he was too far out. Yeah, uh, 
eventually, though, once Scorpio Sky came in, the match kind of did pick up a little bit. Cause, I mean, he's, he's electric. He's wonderful. He is. He's uh, a spark plug. We got a slingshot cutter into a dragon sleeper by Scorpio. Uh, a Fosbury flop by Marquen, which leaves everyone outside except for Phoenix, who does this, like, some real fancy acrobatic rope shit into a corkscrew senton Dude, to everybody doing, outside. When he entered, he was doing some crazy-ass tight rope shit. I know. He's was so just, good. Like, he's just, I mean, gravity doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get an assi- assisted tornado DDT by Kaz to, I believe it was, Phoenix. Uh, shooting star press by Marquen for a near fall. I bit which for is, that near fall, man. Which is gorgeous. He's got such always. a good shooting star press. Uh, and then eventually, though, the end does come when you get the SCU later on, who was it on? Was it on Quen? I believe so. Uh, and SCU retained by pinfall in? 13 minutes. So, a bit short uh, for a three-team match. It just seemed it off. It felt like as it really started getting good it just ended yeah like the end kind of like there was no build up for the end it that's just how happened. i felt that's how i uh, felt i gave it three stars i was very disappointed in this match i gave it three and a quarter uh I, it was good the beginning of the match was not good but the end of the match was fantastic so kind of tried to meet it in the middle gave it three and a quarter i actually gave it a three and a half Stair um, step. but but you're yep. right i mean the, there were definitely a lot of disjointed i think i was biased because i I just love these three tag teams. Me do you love them? The private party. I do. It's the private party. What? What? What is the? Uh, what are they weighing in at? Like twenty four ounces of <laughs> cranberry of, vodka. Of, yeah, vodka cranberry. Vodka cranberry. Yeah. Um, I'm not a drinker. Sorry. No, oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I I I love all three of these tag teams. Uh, by the way, I don't know why I really wanted to hear this, but since you usually roll your R's and get a little crazy on this podcast, oh, can no. you do your Ray Phoenix for me, please? In the- Ray Phoenix, should I be a ring announcer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So after the match, what happens? After the match, what does happen? Uh, the oh yeah, the, the, uh, the lights go down. The lights come back up. Well, the Lucha Bros are beating the hell out of SCU. Yeah, they're first. killing SCU. Which, uh, which t- I hope we that story continues. I could watch them wrestle forever. Uh, even though this match didn't quite click, it was still good. Uh, the lights go down. They come back up. And suddenly, Pentagon is facing off against... Pentagon. 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 Uh, and uh, Luke, how soon did you know who this was? Uh, it, it, it when he took the mask off. Honestly, I just don't know why. I just didn't. Oh, think. I me and Zach we caught knew it right once, away. Once they showed his face, we we're like, "That's Christopher Daniels." And then he hit the angel's wings, and I was like, "It's yeah. Christopher Daniels." Yeah. I don't and know he why took the it mask took me off. so long. I felt stupid. But you're no, 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 no. You're not alone. The crowd didn't know who it was either. Even yeah. when he hit the angel's wings, they but didn't. Re- it didn't it's, register. It's with weird them. because it should have been obvious. Yeah. Oh, like, I loved it. So. I loved it too. Uh, the and crowd he, was kind of underwhelmed and, by it. And not only did he have part of the um, he had the the he the, had the fallen angel yeah. cross on his eye. Uh, we did get a fallen angel chant after that, though. So it looks like Daniels is back, and maybe this feud continues. So okay, so I mean, obviously, since, I think this feud since continues. they said that the, they cannot do the Freebird rules with the tag team championships. Oh, they they did. They, yeah, they said that at the that media scrum or whatever. Oh, so how do you how do you go forward with this? Because you gotta insert Christopher Daniels who do you insert the you could do a six man match that's not for the titles I guess. Who, who do you put with the Lucha Bros then to make that surprise partner who's a surprise partner I don't know ask them okay yeah I've, I've tried to get you the fantasy <laughs> book here uh, d- bring in somebody bring in Aerostar what about Pac bring in Pac from the now, locker room. I mean it's funny Lucha Bros are the most um, well I guess maybe Moxley if you want to think about it but Moxley seems like he's a face just like a law an outlaw face um, Lucha Bros seem like the most heel tag team that are not like the crowd loves them. Yeah, oh for sure. Despite it, for sure. Um, and I, I think their characters are perfect. I wouldn't change a thing about them. A few things I want to, before we move on. A few things I want to kind of talk about. Um, Ray Phoenix is like, and I mean this is not just because they're both Hispanic. 
Like Ray Phoenix just looks like Ray Mysterio. He reminds me of um, like prime Ray Ray. You know what he reminds He's me Ray more of? 2.0. Other than Ray, he reminds me. Uh, uh, Psychosis? No, I was gonna say Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a better. Yeah, he reminds me one. a lot of Ultimo Dragon, just more acrobatic. Um, he just doesn't. He doesn't really remind me of Ray. I think Phoenix is just so more advanced than Ray. He reminds was. me a little bit. I can see the comparisons. But, but, like, but just looking at him, like his face in in the mask too. I don't know why. Because he's just, Hispanic. Yeah. They, I he's tried. Luke. I tried to cover my bases too. By the way, um, did you guys notice that Scorpio Sky did the Ray Lewis dance? Yes, on his out, way out, right? On his yeah, way out, yeah, which yeah. Which was dope because they're in Baltimore. And then they got the pyro and, after that. And it was great. How much? I don't know about you guys. When Isaiah Cassidy does the high pitched ass scream, the, the, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Really like yeah. That I fucking die every time. He, I think he overused it at first, but uh, it just kind of. <laughs> it's. Uh, I just I lose it every time. It was good. Did you have a discussion question? Did we talk about it? Oh yeah. yeah. The. Daniel's no free bird rule. That sucks, by the way. That's a bummer. Next Anyways, up is something that I really uh, appreciate because it's something that we have not. We've a been video missing. package for the women. The, the not only that, the Japanese women. Yeah, this was an excellent video package. It it they were speaking in Japanese, number one, which is good because hey, we, and there was we, wrestling fans can read, so trust uh, us to most trust us to read. Most can read. Uh, the whole story behind this match is just how uh, Sakura trained Riho, and now they're on this stage. Sakura. Uh, wrestling for the title and when Sakura came out you could see the emotion in her face really touching moment well she was crying in the ring yeah she, yeah, was, she was she was really overcome with emotion I mean can you imagine though like somebody that you trained from the when they were a child and now you guys are on this huge stage in this and big moment their wrestling. last match in Japan against each other was in front of like 76 people yeah now here they are in front of thousands and thousands of people just a cool story um, I just I, cannot get into this Freddie Mercury game I really I can't either I man. really do appreciate though uh the announcers have given us background, right? They've they've yeah. said multiple times this is uh, student uh, against mentor, but the video package itself, like they haven't done anything like this yet. To, no, they haven't to really from both characters, yeah, <clears throat> to really get the point across. This so, is what I had been begging for them yes, to do with the women's division. Very very appreciative of that, and you're right. The the Freddie Mercury part sucks a little bit yeah but she's just she does that because she thinks he's the greatest entertainer of all time i do love the re we will we will rock you chance she tries to start though those are always yeah. fun and it always gets booze too which is nice because yeah. she was kind of playing the heel a For little a bit second i don't know why i thought this but i was like is this emmy sakura's retirement the, yeah. dakota said that too just because she was i mean she was crying I yeah think, i think it's because it was the biggest crowd she's ever wrestled yeah at the, at the pinnacle basically yeah also did you hear excalibur say how many times these two have wrestled each other it was a lot. It was 32 yeah. times. And you can tell this is a match they had done. I mean, even if you... And that's probably just like actual sanctioned you know matches. Crazy? If you go to training matches, they probably wrestled hundreds you know of crazy? times. crazy? That doesn't seem like that much to me, considering John Cena and Edge wrestled 7,432 <laughs> times in one year. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, this match was absolutely fantastic. I uh, loved it. The, the Riho's foot stomps and S Sakura's uh, cross bodies in the corner are fantastic. She, like, floats on those cross bodies. It's incredible. I uh, just... I mean, they've really... All ninety, you know, eighty-five, ninety pounds of Riho. They've done so well. To I her. know. They've, did they? Did they ever announce that Riho has been training since she's nine and that she's? I think so. Ninety pounds. A couple times. Oh, <laughs> Jr. Oh, mentioned yeah, it a couple yeah. times. J okay. Um. J yeah. Jr. I think that bothers him. Like he really does mention that a lot. This match started out. It told a good story for the first two thirds, and then. It was like they kicked it into overdrive and the closing sequence, really the last like five, six minutes of this match was absolute mastery. It was some of the best wrestling that you can see anywhere. 
everything these ladies were doing were so smooth. They're trading counters, they're trading roll-up attempts, they're trading chops and stomps and kicks, and it was absolutely breathtaking to watch the end of this match. Uh, the whole match itself was good. Uh, there's 619s, we get Tiger Bombs, and then Rio bounces up and hits a stomp, and she falls over. It's just dramatic. We get a huge roll-up sequence at the end after a top rope stomp, and then we get a double knees, and then another double knees, and Riho rolls after the second double knee, Riho rolls Sakura over for the pin, and she wins the match and retains in... 13 minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, boy. This, 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 this was the match when I started to realize how special this show was. Yeah. This was the match... When it really hit me, like, wow, we were watching something big. I give the match four stars. Uh, man, go back and watch particularly the last third of this match if you just want to see wrestling in its purest. Yeah. Because that's what you got here. I also gave it four stars. I love some of these finishing sequences and sequences in the middle even. Um, that's AW nails their finishes, man. Yeah, the, the double yes, stomps. They do. The double stomps, I was loving. You were getting yeah. double stomps off the ropes, off the top. Off. She's so small that she can do them freely and not worry about injuring anybody too exactly and and it looks like they're still painful even though she's so small so four stars really good match uh three and three quarters i really 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 enjoyed it um yeah they're they're great and they have obvious chemistry yep was this the best women's match yet in AEW? um i the th- the three-way with nyla riho and uh the elf girl was really good <laughs> i can't remember her name because she's been absent uh, that one was really good. Uh, I, I also really liked the title match at the first Dynamite. The Riho and Nyla. But yeah, this is up there for sure. I think this is their best one Isn't yet. it crazy that all three of the matches I just mentioned involved Riho? Yep. She's amazing. Well, and they've really featured her big time. Yeah, big, yeah big, they've big, done a good big. job she, of building her. She's been wrestling since she's nine ton. years old, and Sakura I, is yeah, man, her trainer. Okay. And, all, right, uh, all right, now I got it. She's 90 pounds. All right, I got it, man. Thank you. Okay, I just thought I just don't know if people know that yet. Uh, up next, the big fight feel. It comes <sighs> on instantly because Bro, this... this this had me like feeling this was like Some a WrestleMania main event. Yeah, this uh, the video package was excellent. Of the course, the build to this match has been super yeah. fantastic. Can we real quick talk about who the judges were? Yeah, so this match, of course, had the stipulation where if it reached its sixty-minute time limit, uh, there would be three judges who would decide the match. Those judges were Dean Malenko, who does not have any social media, who does not have any social media, as you saw, no tags. Arn Anderson and the Great Muda. Yeah, it was great. Yep. It was awesome. Keiji Muto. Uh, and this match. This match. That's all I got to say about this I, match. Uh, Hell yeah. Also, MJF is in Cody's corner. Yep, MJF J- is in Cody's corner. Jake Hager. Hager. And early in the match, Chris Jericho goes and rips the papers out of Dean Malenko's hands. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like an old WCW throwback. Yeah, right. poor, poor Dean. Uh, and who, Dean just who, like who looked at him like sad, like he was a he was just like why did you? He do was that, like man? sad. It was it broke my heart. Uh, this match started out a lot of uh, you know trading mat based wrestling, feeling a lot of out holds. each other. It was it was like a big UFC fight. They yep. weren't trying to get into it right uh, away. Jericho gets thrown over. By the way, I don't think we mentioned that the ramp in this show, uh, like ECW style ramp, that yep. goes straight to the ring. Uh, it's not angled. It just goes straight the whole way. So there, which I love, you can walk right into the ring from the ramp. Uh, we were waiting for somebody to get thrown on the ramp the whole show, and then. Uh, this match kicked into overdrive when Cody threw Jericho off the top rope, smacked onto the ramp, and then Cody Jesus Christ! And then Cody decides it's a good idea to go for a Topicon, so he runs, goes for it, he lands head first, head first, head first, concussion, full force onto this steel ramp, Diamond full plate. gear, yep. and he has probably what a three inch gash above his eyebrows. Yep. It's his whole eyebrow, and it is just. Gushing. They had to stop the match for a second to. to it like, was so bad. It. So the camera angle was 
kind of the camera angle kind of botched it a little bit, but the replay was perfect. So, but I kind of like this camera angle because you saw Jericho in front and all you saw was Cody spike. And then you saw Cody turn and it was just blood gushing down his face. They instantly came, got the wound taken care of. And that's when this match just got good. What do you guys think that Cody purposely did this? Like purposely spiked his head onto this ramp? I think yeah. so, but I don't think he meant to cut his face open as much as it did. I think he meant to, to hard way. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but I think he he got his money's worth for that one. I just man, he he's been taking risks like that. He's besides Dustin, who set the tone for the biggest gash. Yeah. Um, D- Cody has been the second most like the second biggest bleeder. Yeah, he has. Uh, he took that huge chair shot from Sean Spears. Yeah, gigantic. I just don't want him for the sake of the company and entertainment. I don't want him to abandon the progress we've made with like head trauma. CTE. And stuff? Yeah. yeah. Because he's yeah, this not, was risky. He's not being nice to his. This brain. was a risky spot, and uh, man, he landed That's a concussion. Hard. There's no way it's not a concussion. I mean, it almost has to be, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe he landed straight on his head. It was bad. He could have broke his neck if he, he could have broke his neck. He's lucky he didn't. I uh, mean, I he seemed with it right afterwards. Yeah, that's so. true. Usually, like in the NFL, if you see a guy get a concussion, he's yeah, that's he's true. Dragging. That's true. Cody was just Cody was ready to get back into the match. Also, after that happened, MJF and Jericho. We're just talking shit to each other the whole time. I know. By the way, did you see MJF's holy shit, dude? When he looked yeah, at Cody, holy shit, dude. By the way, do we do we love that Jericho had the weight belt that said Le Champion? Yes, yes. I, loved and I loved. I loved Cody's that said Jericho versus Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, that was sick. I wish I could have that. You probably can find it. Yeah, it's like a thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Uh, back in the ring, a really nice kitchen sink knee. I'm guess I'm putting over the kitchen sink because he, everything and the kitchen. He sink. nailed it, and Cody's just flipped around. Uh, there's a disaster kick that knocks Jericho off the apron, uh, which allows Jericho to go outside to regain himself. He goes to talk trash to Mama Rhodes, and she slaps him silly. Bitch. And then Jericho grabs the guy with her, Yeah, and he's trying to fight him. Is that like an uncle, or what? I don't, don't know really if it's like know. her husband, an uncle, a friend, I don't know who But then, J- then Cody spears him into the... The Into the barricade. Yeah, and then, and, then she slaps. and then she slaps him again, which I popped for huge. <laughs> I love it. That was great. Uh, man, and then everything after this was just, the crowd was electric. There was a figure four locked into Jericho. Uh, Jericho gets sent into Hager as they're trying to beat up on Cody while the ref has her back turned. Uh, and he gets popped and, just a second later. And then Hager ends up punching Cody and gets yep, kicked out. and he gets out. ejected because Aubrey turns and sees Cody down. Who MJF mocks. Yeah. And then he beats up MJF. Yeah, yeah, yeah MJF gets nah, nah, killed nah. on his way back. By the way, guys, Aubrey Edwards... My favorite ref right now in me too, every, man. In oh, everything. oh, definitely. She's the best. She's, she was not afraid. She stepped up to Jericho. She followed. Well, she yeah, w- she stepped up to Jericho later in this match, and yeah. they had a shoving war. Which yeah, she's done multiple times now. Rhodes rolled up. Yeah, Jericho. Rhodes got rolled up. Uh, rolled. Yeah, Rhodes rolled the up Jericho. Package. Uh, yep, into a small package after the the fight in. Uh, with the ref, uh, there's Judas Feck gets counted into a beautiful crossroads for a near fall. And then we get the bionic elbow at one point by Cody so for a near fall. Good. Yeah, Uncle Paul is a big fan of that. Uh, we get a uh, Walls of Jericho spot after a, it looks like Cody was going for a top rope perk and runner. Jericho catches him, looks like he's going to do a power bomb. jumps down off the top, transitions beautifully into the Walls of Jericho. Cody I fights thought that was a ropes. botch at first. I did too. And then I realized what Jericho was doing. Uh, and then the match keeps going on. I mean, the crowd is just Dude. electric then at this point. Then, of course, Jericho goes to goes to work with the belt. Yep, he goes, belt. he starts whipping uh, starts whipping Cody with the belt. Uh, Aubrey Edwards actually takes it away 
from him, which I liked. That's when the pushing happened. Yeah, that's when the shoving happened. And then Chris Jericho locks in one of the gnarliest looking lion tamers what? I've ever seen. And he's got the lion tamer in and he's stomping on Cody's, Cody's head yeah, with his other that foot. was brutal. Amazing. Amazing. And while this is going on, you see out of the corner, MJF, is, he's got the <laughs> towel. He's got the towel. He's trying to decide what to do. Cody is in the middle of the ring. He is not going to give up. He's not going to quit. And Cody's not moving, though. No. Yeah, he's, he's fading. And the towel gets thrown in. And Chris Jericho wins by forfeit and retains the title in 29 35. 4.75 stars. So hard. Oh, so hard I'm teetering between 4.75 and 5, man. This match was excellent. Listen, I know we don't factor in what happens after the match, but I gave it 5. What happened That's, after, what happened after the match? The, the ending sequence was one of my favorite ending sequences I've seen in a long this time. This match was old school to the letter, but in Every good that way. That damn lion tamer at the was end was so on. good. That was so amazing. And Jericho just continues to reinvent. I'm gonna go himself. watch this match when I get home again. I think. Yeah, Luke, what'd you give it? Uh, four and three quarters. So damn hard. Match of the night five. for me. And so what happens yes. afterwards? Well, so after the match, uh, MJF. Or so uh, let's talk about the inner circle because they come out. And Chris Jericho is just chugging bubbly. And like, it's, he's he's opening, getting wasted. And he's here. pouring it all over he's Jake Hager. He's pouring it all over everybody. Man, the inner Who's circle. probably pissed off. The inner circle is one of my favorite things about wrestling right oh, now. Oh, me too. Uh, they celebrate, and then we cut to the ring. MJF is in the ring. He's crying. On he's his a, knees. He's on his knees begging for Cody to forgive him. Begging for forgiveness. And Cody's this, saying it's bullshit. This is just so great. Because yeah. you're sitting here watching this as Cody. Going, Cody, don't. Cody, don't. Cody, you, you're don't. You're sitting do there, this. Cody, don't hurt him. He was trying to save you. Yeah. And Cody. At this, at this moment, it was real. I thought Cody was. Tur- I thought Cody was turning. Yeah. And really? I'm sitting there. I, and I knew that. I don't know. I felt like I knew. So they get up. Cody gets up. They kind of have words. Uh, and, or uh, MJF gets up. Cody I'm sorry. pats him on the back. Cody pats him on the back. And then MJF kicks him in the dick. Yep, and pushes him down. And pushes him down. Right says, it's my dick. turn now. It's my turn. And he turns around. Sabotage. And he leaves. As he's leaving, a fan throws a full beverage on him, uh, which Hit, he just no-sells. It hits him in the face. He no-sells it. He just keeps walking. As you see security rushing in to take care of the Hilariously. The Woo. That added to it. That bastard. I'm surprised that as soon as he got hit with that, that it, it just didn't start raining down on him. I know. Oh, I, know. I wish he left, he left pretty quick after that. I gotta but. say, I saw a lot of people trashing that fan on Twitter. I love people get throwing stuff. Oh, it, yeah. It reminds me of the heyday of wrestling. Oh, yeah. I love WCW. NWO. Yeah. Um, was this the best heel turn in recent memory? <laughs> it was the best heel turn since Kevin Owens and the Festival of Friendship. Yep. Yep. It, uh, this was fantastic. Man, I wanted this to continue. I wanted the storyline to continue. I did too, but there's, I had there's no a issue lot with the way pe- they did it. So there's a lot of people who just do not understand what was going on with MJF. Like in Cody Rhodes. And like, they just, people on the internet just did not understand this story. Yeah. And it, it was crazy to me that no one understood I, this. It felt, it felt pretty textbook. Like, it felt pretty obvious where it was going. It was yeah. the guy, the, the, like the president of the company taking a guy under his wing that's known as a bad person, and he's trying to help yeah, this he guy. He's trying to turn him into a good guy. Yeah, right. and he then it the good ends up backfiring. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know what you do next, right? Because I was thinking he would turn in the match beyond against the inner circle and the elite. And yeah. I thought MJF was going to be in that. But so now you can either go with Cody and the elite versus the inner circle and the is, match beyond. But is, or is MJF in the inner circle? I hope not. I hope not too. Jericho's Jericho said if he uh if he's willing to to work with Jericho, yeah, he can be, but uh he's not just gonna let anybody in. I just don't see how MJF being the way that he is and not having that much um working credibility yet as far as like 
being a tougher than other people. I don't see how he doesn't have to align. Like he has to align himself with. People. I don't think he has to. I think he does. Why? Because he doesn't have enough. Like he's been the cowardly dude who's gotten his ass kicked at most points. You say that, but if he comes out on Wednesday, has the ring all to himself, and cuts a scathing promo, that's going to escalate him on his own to a level of that. I don't think. Sure. Inter- I don't think MJF needs anyone. No, I don't either. I think and I just- hope he stays away from the inner circle. I do too. But at the same time, from what I've seen, he's won one match, right? And that was against, but what was basically a jobber. Yeah, yeah, he beat Baron Cutler. I believe that's been his only match. Only singles match. Only yeah. singles match. Yeah, yeah, because but like whenever he faces any guy that's even close to bigger than him, he gets wrecked. He's only he's only been in triple threats and, and six battle mans. royals, and, and he got royals, destroyed yeah. by Jake Hager like right away, instantly. Do you well, think Jake Hager is? I mean, they're positioning him as like an MMA fighter. Yeah. Right, right. Do you think he they go to Cody right away, or do you think he kind of separates himself from Cody for I a while? I can kind of see MJF kind of doing his own thing for a little bit, and then circling back to this. I feel like this goes right into it. I think it kind of has to. Yeah. Because it's going to make Cody look it's like a, a fool if he just The, the other on. thing, too, is you're, to your point of MJF like always getting beat up by the bigger guys, he's also been in every fight with the inner circle and with Cody's back, and he was taking out the inner circle and Jake Hager That's true. at the... With, yeah. When DDP when was they, involved, and yeah. then he offered he, his scarf. He also was the first one to run back there with Cody the fight off Hager and Guevara when they threw... Dustin into that's the, true that's so true. so your point of him like being kind of a chicken shit isn't really working he, I mean he's I, getting in there with the big boys and well, no well, I think no, he, seen, no 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 he's in there but he's never really the one doing a lot of the fighting I think what he needs to do he is, did just enough to be like to show that he was there for Cody but he was not doing a lot of the can aggression. I can I fantasy book real quick yeah of course what I'd like to see personally is I'd like to see him come out uh, on Wednesday on Dynamite. Maybe he even opens the show. I mean, it doesn't matter where it is. But he comes out. He's got the ring all to himself. Not even Shivani's out there to do the interview. Uh, and if he is, maybe he kicks him out. And he, he cuts his promo on, about yeah. he, he doesn't need Cody. He doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need the fans. And he can beat anybody's ass right now. And he issues an open challenge. And I don't care who answers it. A mid-carder, not like a main eventer. And he beats them soundly and Dustin. quickly. It could be Dustin, yeah. And he beats him quickly. And then, bam. All of a sudden, MJF is a legit... Yes, uh, badass. That's, that's great, all they need to do. Great way to go. That's what I hope happens. We'll see what happens you, on Wednesday. I'm very intrigued. So after this, I think Cody should not be on TV on Wednesday. Oh, I totally agree. I he think, needs to be gone. You know what? What I would enjoy? What MJF cuts a promo. DDP comes out and is like, "What are you doing? Like, we're supposed to be Team Cody." Dick and kicks then he City. Dick kicks DDP and just looks at him and does upside yes, down diamond I would sign love like that. he did that one time the, the and then just walked yeah, away. I would love that. Just dude. walks away. Yeah, and then they you gotta do something like that. And then you don't see MJF for a minute. I think yeah. GDP's a perfect person that's, to do that's, that. That's good, yeah. yeah. Good call. We're probably going to see that. Yeah. I, I hope that happens yeah. because DDP did say he wanted to keep it limited to what he does on TV. Yeah. So, but that would be a good but, involvement though. Yeah, that would be perfect and it furthers the storyline without Cody being involved. And with that... Or you could punch Brandy. Oh my God, boys. It's fucking time. And with that... Oh. Uh, officially, full gear is over. The lights go out. They come back up, and we have one more oh unsanctioned, God. unsponsored, undeliverable Unspeakable. match. Unspeakable. Unspeakable. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in an unsanctioned match. Holy and uh, this is nuts. Holy shit. This got wild fast. So they start wrestling a little bit, and then almost instantly, Moxley goes, You want unsanctioned? And he cusses. Yep. I forget exactly what he said, but it was good. And he starts bringing weapons. Uh, he gets the uh, barbed wire bat. And you know how in WWE he gets barbed wire weapons they never deliver? 
Oh, this the, delivered. delivered. Instantly. <laughs> he starts walloping Omega was, with this bat. It was somewhat working barbed wire, but it still was barbed wire. It was enough to poke holes to poke in holes. Kenny Omega. Yeah. Uh, man, what can you say? This match had everything <laughs> that you could have. Everything. If you like this style of hardcore, like extreme rules, deathmatch, whatever. You, it wasn't like a death Which, match, by the way, I'm a hardcore slut. And what would you okay. think? Okay, as a hardcore enthusiast, did this match tick all the boxes for you? Zach, yeah, this is the best hardcore match I've ever seen in my he life. He said it. Wow, this is the best, and I've seen a lot, and I've watched so many compilation DVDs. I've watched a shit ton of ECW hardcore matches. I've watched old school death matches. I've watched everything under the sun. I've watched loot that Lucha Underground match. Like, I don't know this. I don't you remember that one that we watched. Yeah, I, I, I like that one more than this one. Is that the Marty the Moth death yeah, match? No, that was uh, Swerve. Oh yeah, um, is that the one we went through the glass? Yeah, I like that. I like that one a lot. That's I probably just, my favorite. This, this, it was just like, when will it end? And then another yeah, crazy ass thing came out. I think for me, the part of this match when I realized, man, they're really going there, was when Moxie got the glass. Yes, and they say well, it was the, the glass uh, from Omega the table. Got the glass. Or Omega, I apologize. Yeah, and uh, Jr. is like, I'm pretty sure that's the glass from the table he went through. And uh, he first thing he does is he drags it across Moxie's forehead, shard. and then yeah. he crunches it up. I mean. I, maybe my favorite spot of this match was when the glass was on the mat. First, Omega got spine busted, or was it Moxley that got spine busted on it? Uh, I think it Mox- was Moxley, because then Omega put him in the sharpshooter, and Moxley had to crawl through the shards of glass to get yep, to the ropes. that was great. Even the referee on the near fall got glass yeah. in his hand. Wow, that was awesome. That spot gave me goosebumps, God, man. dude. I mean... There's mouse traps on a board, barbed wire, a whole bed. There's a barbed bar- wire death trap on like the a, ramp. Yeah, it was like a bed of a barbed box wire. Spring, yeah. yeah, and or a frame, uh, I guess. I liked how. Okay, two things I liked about this. He had to convince the elite to bring it out, and then Matt Jones was still selling his leg too. So, good what, story What I didn't there. like about that was they brought it out, and, and then, then they're they like, a- "Don't do it." They're actually like, "Don't do it. Don't go get it." Then that was my nitpick on this match. My only nitpick I, on this I, match. I, they're loyal though. Yeah, you know they're gonna do. I was what like, he beg- has. He, this was a grudge match, and he's like, "Please, I'm begging you. I need to do that. I need to prove a point." This match was gruesome. I mean, here's the thing for me: I've only ever seen Kenny Omega wrestle finesse matches, and then a little girl once. Like, I've never seen him wrestle a hardcore match. You didn't watch the one on Dark? Oh, with Joey. Also, it? he had a pretty ha- a hard match against Jericho in New Japan. Do yeah, worth, I, I, I just, watching. I just guess that. I haven't seen this mean mean streak and him get crazy eyes and shit yeah. like this. And he was ferocious. He, he totally was. met Moxley at his game and his level. Remember when he uh, gave uh, uh, Moxley a paper cut with a shard of glass? Oh my Ugh. god! That, that was on the webbing. Gruesome. On the webbing, I did not like fingers. that. Uh, this match all, had man. it all. There were chain. At one point, Moxley got hung with a chain, yep. a gold chain, AW gold, and he was dying on the outside. There was an ice pick that got involved at one point. Jesus! Uh, apparently, Moxley was trying to murder Omega, uh, and uh, it didn't get used. Omega used it to cheese grade Moxley's times. head. Yeah. Um, eventually, they brawl to the ramp. They go through the bed of barbed wire. They have to both get helped out, and then. Uh, they go through the Moxie uh, gets V triggered through like a plexiglass logo. Yep, yep. And uh, he comes up with young buck bucks stuck on his head, which I enjoyed. And, and they make their way back to the ring. And Moxley pulls apart the Moxley ring. Moxley take he starts which, taking the ring which down. Which is one of the coolest things I've ever seen because I've never seen a ring put together like actually taken apart or put together before. So seeing that it was actually just you know layers of two by fours. Yeah, that's all there was. I got I got uh, flashbacks to uh, Gorgano and Champa. I got flashbacks to that. LAX match. LAX versus LAX match where they 
They had just nothing wrestled but the boards. boards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the ring crew is definitely probably saying their thanks because hey, they did come with some of his job for him because he took the apron off and then he didn't just do one side because in the Ciampa and Gargano match he only pulled up like the one corner. He like he went, cut the whole. He thing. went all four sides of the ring and cut like every zip tie off and like every tie and then he pulled the mat back, uh, pulled the padding back and just had nothing but the boards. Uh, at one point, Moxley uh, went for the dirty deeds on the glass. That was a near fall. Yeah. Probably should have been the finish. Or I said dirty deeds. I meant paradigm shift. There and it go. was like the lifting too. I kind of had an issue that that wasn't the finish because that was devastating. Yeah, but what ended up being the finish uh, was devastating. Mox, was or Omega goes for a Phoenix Splash and just eats, eats it. it. Eats yeah. it on the boards, man. Oh, that was cr- that, first. I cringed at that one. The which, elite were just trying to kill themselves tonight. Yeah. Which allows uh, Moxley to pick him up for a second paradigm shift. Which was a spike paradigm this shift. This one was a big boy one. Those ones are sick. And uh, that leads to the finish. In and uh, John Moxley wins in 38 minutes and 45 And it just was nonstop chaos. Seconds. I still don't know what I'm going to rate this match, guys, so I'll let you guys go first. I gave it four and a half. I thought it was very good, but it was not the best match of the night. The best match goes to Cody and Jericho. But, I mean, it was good. It was fun. I can see why there's going to be a lot of people that don't like this, this match. This match, very divisive it's, on Twitter. It's very... Uh, it's PWI a, hated this match. What? Why you I, I got to like, hold on. What? Look, give your guys' ratings. I got to pull up the tweet PWI had because it was scathing. Oh, and Sean Watt Ross Sapp hated it too. Did he really? Yeah. He said, That's this surprising. Is, and so did Brian Alvarez. I'm sorry, guys. I fucking love this match more than anything. Five stars? Yeah. So you give two yeah. five... Oh, no, you give the other one 4.75. Yeah, which, which I really want to give that one five, but... The, I don't know. I like I said, I'm a hardcore slut. Like I, this was the best hard. I don't know, man. I was I was on my feet halfway through it, and it just never stopped. It just it was one thing after another. Like I expected thumbtacks to be used at some point. I did too. I thought that's what the glass. That was, was. the only thing that was missing. Like it, it was just amazing. It was just over. Like what are they gonna do now? Oh, another prop, another spot. What are they gonna do now? Another spot. There was fucking mouse also, traps. Another thing. Holy shit! Jim Valley said, "I'm sure many spots are painful, but it feels more comedic than a blood feud." So a lot of what? purists didn't like this. Yeah, match. a lot of sorry, people. Sorry, man. That's uh, PWI no. said uh, Moxley wins a needlessly long, needlessly dangerous, and needlessly gross match. This was the worst of AEW. You know PWI, what? PWI not a it. fan. Shut Sean, up, man. A lot of purists did not but like this match. You're so confused about it, but after this match, me and Zach both said there's going to be a lot of people that don't like this yeah, match. Yeah, we said that during the match. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't surprise there me. There are a ton of purists. You're right. I give it four and a half. Uh, I really liked it, man. It, I at think the end it was of the day, too long. Like, I think it was a little too long. That's my biggest knock. Also, uh, I think that it... I really it was entertaining. Yeah, it was, it was very like, entertaining. It wasn't like a wrestling technical masterpiece. I was thoroughly entertained and I wanted to see what was next the whole time. Well, and I I might have rated it differently if I was with you guys on it, but good god, when I was just watching it by myself. I mean, everybody that was watching it was freaking out. I just yeah. but it, it just had me the whole time. But again, it does not surprise me that wrestling purists do not like it. It well, it was Anything that's unnecessarily violent. I want to know what Cornette violent. thought. Oh, Cornette hated it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I guarantee it. Anything that's unnecessarily violent like that, any all the purists are going to hate oh, on. Oh, for sure. For sure. Going to hate on, man. Uh, and that is how we go off the air. So Moxley just like cuts a promo in the... I like how he's cussing. like, was that four? Was that five? Was that four? Fuck you. That's how it works. I like that. What, um, was, what was the four or five? I think he was talking about match ratings. Yeah. Oh, so he oh. was basically telling us to go fuck Or ourselves. wins. It was one of the two. Um. So what did you give the pay-per-view as a whole? What would you grade it? A. Me too. Easy A. a. Yep. a easy A. Uh, I was teetering on A+. Plus, uh, but I'm, I had going with a solid A. I'm going to solid A. 
but uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it was their best show yet. I do too. Uh, again, when you talk about some of the stuff that the purists aren't going to like, you know, you're not going to like the hardcore match. You're not going to like the vanilla match. But that's the thing, match. though. There's something for everybody. That's right. literally what I was going to say. So I think there's something for everybody. I think people need to open their mind a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. I think there's people that have, like Jim Cornette, who has this like vision that everything has to be how he wanted it back in the 80s. Well, and, and it's not like that anymore. A little bit to me, though, it feels like they put stuff in there. Um, not just to spite him, but they put little in- inferences and subtle stuff in there oh, just to dude, piss him off. They definitely do, especially in that one show when Janela grabbed the tennis <laughs> grabbed racket. Grabbed the tennis racket. That was a little more obvious. Um, well, you got and you also got to remember, Cornette hates the Young Bucks. He hates Kenny well, Omega, and he hates Bucks Joey Janela, and he hates Orange Cassidy. Like uh, their entrance, their Titantron literally says "ruining the business." Oh, their shirts do that too. Yeah, yeah they have the killing the business shirts. And the killing the business. They also did a uh, panel with I, th- oh, was it Excalibur that they called "killing the business." I mean, mm-hmm. these guys are just kind of spiting the old guys. But, you know, it's funny that Cornette hates them so much and a bunch of Cornette's old buddies like the are Rock and Roll Express and Tully Blanchard yeah. are working with them. Well, here's the thing. Let's not pretend like these type of matches are new. Right. Mick Foley was having death matches in Japan like in the early 90s. Landmines. Yeah. So let's not like this whole like it's not old school, so I don't like it. Like those people are just closing their mind but, and pretending but, like this is but, brand new. But those old school people hated those too. Like Cornette hated yeah, yeah, that's those true. too. I, and but to, they're not going away. To an extent, I kind of understand why yeah. they don't like it. I do think though that this was a good match. And it was, I do yeah. think I, I think it was a great match. I think it was a fun match. It's not what a lot of like there's a lot of people that aren't into the hardcore matches like we are. You know? I think a lot of it too is they look at John Moxley and they look at Kenny Omega and they think that these guys could both do so much more. Right. Yeah. And I yeah, do, and I totally fine. understand that. I get that. I get that. I do think I do think what you need to not do another match like this for a while. Yeah, because I mean, they, the, they even dip in their toe quite a bit into these unsanctioned hardcore whatever you want to call them matches, and I think you can kind of back off a little bit just now. for a couple months. Just let it go for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is this is one of those that you that you do. I mean, this is to me. I haven't seen something this hardcore in a mainstream wrestling company in a long time. I, but you had stuff you similar for the last like five months. You've yeah. had three or four of them, so yeah. it's time to. Yes, no, 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 I agree. I think this is something that maybe you two, t- only, two, three times a year. Yeah, maybe something that this long, this drug out. I think once a year. Yeah, yeah, this, you're probably this right. went for a long time. You're probably right. Yeah, so I give it an A overall. Man, AEW just continues to be the bastion of hope They're that I am looking for. Uh, There's a lot of stories coming out of this show. Is the mass appeal where you want it at this point in AEW's uh, run? Like, do they have enough mass appeal that you were hoping that they'd have by now? Yes. No. I'm. I'm no. It feels like it's. It hasn't broken that glass ceiling yet. Because I was kind of expecting more viewership and higher viewership. What, what, what were the numbers? Well, of they, this pay per view, uh, the buy rates. I don't know. And yeah, the, it'll, it'll come out. But I mean, they haven't done over a million in three weeks on Dynamite. So, so yeah. Um, I'm hoping. To, I, I mean, it's not too late. It's not too late at all. No, and, <laughs> and maybe we got a little too jump the gun with the wanting them to have the viewership because I mean they are new. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. I, I'm hoping Wednesday is when they crack that million again with the Cody and MJF fallout. They ought the, to. They and ought the to. Kenny and Moxley fallout, which Moxley might be suspended. Yeah, because he touched an official. They touched the official for the third time. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. They're, they are, they're getting more viewership than SmackDown and NXT. Not SmackDown. That was one week. Was it just one week? Yeah, when mm-hmm. SmackDown got moved to FS1. Yeah. With, the, oh, with like okay. game seven of the okay. World NXT Series. NXT was like within like Nine 50 thousand. or six. No, it was that close? 
It was like... So nothing. it was a dead wash, basically. Yeah, it was pretty close. Nice. Okay. Um, hey, Wednesdays are a good day to watch wrestling. And with that, we're going to transition... To questions. To questions. Oh, yeah. Those oh, Dakota things. got one in, by the way. He so. did. Depel the podcast, did you get a second one in? You can come read it. You, you go first. <laughs> okay. Come here. Come read it? Come read the question. Do you have the text form? I have it right here. Oh, my God. First up is going to be Pal the Podcast, Arn May. He's got a question. Guest star, baby. Uh-huh. You can read from mine. Okay. Get in Why the mic. Why do you think get in Lacey there. Evans on. versus Natalia is the first women's match ever in Saudi Arabia when there's bigger stars such as The Man? And also, how do you think they play to plan to integrate other female matches to have maybe two, three per Saudi card? Thank you, Arn. Good question. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I think the Natalia Lacey Evans thing was just they I, wanted to give Natalia that reward for sticking with the company for so long. And I think Lacey got it because she is a former military member. Oh, and that's that, a good oh. point. That, that being really close to Veterans Day, it was kind of like a, a really good point. Kind of like a thank you. Okay. I certainly hope they integrate more women's matches. I don't the think Saudi they card. will. I don't think they will either. I think, I think you'll get one if that. If that. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see any of the next couple Saudi cards. Right. Unfortunately, you're, you're probably right. Unfortunately, unfortunately. But, yeah. Thank you, Aaron. I got another I one just, for me too. I just think that that was the easy one to do, and that's a match they've wrestled a ton of times. Yeah, that's true. So uh, that just kept it simple. To yeah, me. that's true. Uh, after that, we're gonna go to uh, Aaron again. Uh, this one is about. I like this question. This one's about uh, the the big boys and big boys and body slams. So we'll see what he has to say here. So we're gonna actually play this one. Well, yeah, of course. This is so meta. It is. Good morning, big boys and body slams. I want you to boost my ass and have a blast with this question. That's Let's go with the line. namesake of this podcast. Who are your top three favorite top big three. boy wrestlers? This is current day. And also, right? your top. No. Ish, yeah, you know, or your favorite move or move sequence from a big boy within the last two, three years-ish. But also... I want to know what your, you know, least desirable move set is. Like, you know, Braun going top rope, even though it's pretty cool. I kind of don't want to see it again. You know what I'm saying? Have a good one. Talk to you later, fellas. My top three big boys. What's the, what's the definition? Like, just super heavyweights? Yeah, or I'm gonna just go heavyweights in general. I'm gonna go Keith Lee. Okay. Samoa Joe. Okay. Uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, I don't really count him as a super heavyweight. Well. I'm, He's a big boy. Samoa um, Joe's not a super heavyweight. Willie Mack. I got mine. Yeah. Brian Cage. Okay. Michael Elgin. Okay. Brock Lesnar. Nice. Ooh. Okay. Um, Brian Cage is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I just had it in my head. I mean... Big Show? I think... Is this all time or current? Current. Current. Uh, Braun Strowman's in there. Just because, I okay. don't know, for whatever Is Tyson reason. Fury in there? <laughs> no, Stop. he is not. He is not. Fuck, who was I just thinking about? I need a notebook for this. Um, you have a phone. You could write stuff on Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just had it in my head. Why'd I go blank? Um, oh, oh, Luchasaurus. Yep, he oh, was on, that's he was on my list, too. Um, and then... I mean, so Kevin Owens doesn't count. You could put him in there. You could put him in there, man. It's, your, right, it's, yeah. your, it's your show. Yeah, I'll put Kevin Owens in All there. All right, good. So what... what what like big boy moveset do you like the most? I like, and this one's a really simple one, but I love Samoa Joe's uh, chop enziguri combination that he does in the corner, yep. and the muscle buster, of course. The muscle buster uh, hasn't been around no, much since he killed. Uh, Willie Mac standing, uh, standing moonsault. Yeah, I'm always a sucker for. I'm I'm super into Brian Cage's Spanish Fly. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. And what's what's our least favorite? Was that the other one? A least favorite well, moveset that a big well, guy has. So my, I mean, 
My favorite's uh, the Luchasaurus kicking combinations. Then he busts yep. out a destroyer and yep. shit like that. Who whose moveset do you not like? That's for a big, big boy. Guy? Yeah, man, that's tough. Um, and so many big guys are just Braun. I think Braun. Yeah, Braun. I, I think, think Braun his can do limited. a lot more. Yeah, and that's the thing that Big Show. The funny thing is, Big Show could do a lot more, but they wanted him to wrestle like a giant and be yeah. slow and slow. I was gonna say Big Show, but he's so irrelevant now. He yeah. was. He was like. It's it's weird when you hear uh, like Bruce Pritchard and other people talk about him. He was way more athletic than they made than they let him wrestle. Yeah, yeah. He, he can go off the top rope, but they just never yeah. let him. do it. I mean, it. you've seen him do it before, yeah. so it's tough. um. So I think that they just they really like to separate the giant move sets, and I yeah. think Braun could do a ton more. They just don't oh let for him. sure for sure they just don't let him. Uh, up next, we got one from Nolan. Nolan, two weeks in a row. Yes, now. sir. Let's see what he has to say. The Randy lover. That's right. Orton's baby boy. My friends at Big Boys and Body Slams. Yes, this is sir. your boy Nolan. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, I've wanted to cut a promo here on Zach, but after Cowboy Kenny, I really can't. <laughs> We're friends here. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're allies. But uh, <laughs> WWE right now, with their NXT angle going on, uh, coming up to uh, Raw and SmackDown, I think, uh, I think it's awesome and I love it. But do you guys believe that they will ruin it like they did the invasion angle? Back in the early 2000s, um, I think with Triple H, you know, semi calling the shots, I think he's calling them a lot more than we believe. But with Triple H doing it up there, doing it right, I think it's going to work out, and I think it's going to be freaking awesome. What do you guys think? I hope it's freaking awesome. First of all, I got to say, I think you're awesome, and I love you. God, he's sexy. Yeah, thank you, Nolan. Um, I don't think they're going to ruin this. I think I do. I don't. I think with Triple H running it, if Triple H is putting it together, I don't think this will be ruined. I think that these guys mean too much to them, these NXT guys, and the WCW guys were just kind of there. I don't think they cared about the WCW guys. I think that it's not going to um, meet our expectations. I don't think we're going to see anything that's super... I exceeds. guess that's more where I was coming I, what from. What I see is I see is some characters being casualties of this. Oh, for sure. There's going to be some NXT stars that are going to lose and lose credibility that we don't want to see lose credibility. They're walking a tight, tight yes. rope anyways. But at yeah. the same time, because if they do lose the main roster guys, as long as it's like Seth or Braun or somebody that's on the main roster that's a big name, that I, it's not going to lose too much credibility. I just feel like there's a liability here that um, some of the big NXT guys can really lose some credit. And WWE, as we have seen, can take a slam dunk and fucking b- glance it off the back. Yeah, this rim. is the same company that just destroyed that fiend Rollins angle. Yeah. So, uh, forgive me for my confidence not being super high, but I, I, I guess I don't think they'll botch it. I just think it won't live up to the lofty expectations I agree. we have. I disagree with both of them. I think it's going to be great. I hope so. But I love you, Nolan. I hope so. Good ass question. I hope, so. I hope it's great. I it could be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I'm just excited to have real NXT integration in Survivor Series and it seems like going forward because the NXT WrestleMania commercials have all been featuring NXT talent so it looks like maybe we'll get more uh, NXT sprinkled in so good things on the horizon potentially when NXT is involved it's never bad uh, Kiefer I'm saving your question for last so just hold on buddy Uh, we're gonna go to Wyatt up next who uh, his his question is titled fully torqued so who knows what this could be about he always comes up with these fun uh, question names and cuts a promo half the time of course. Everyone's got to get themselves over on our questions. Oh, is there What's cool? happening, big boys? This is Wyatt Holt. And uh, man, oh man, was Full Gear something else. They absolutely knocked it out of the park. Yes, sir. And uh, I got a couple of questions for you guys about your thoughts on it. Uh, first off, what do you think about MJF finally turning his back on Cody and 
giving him some real nice dick drama there. Yeah. <laughs> and secondly, Inside what do you baseball. think is next for the inner circle after seemingly almost sweeping, yeah, sweeping the elite for uh, the entire pay-per-view? But uh, anyway, thanks for having me, big boys, and uh, take it easy. So we'll start with MJF, I guess. Yeah, I loved it. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, I, I, I could have seen it going longer, but I'm not. I don't hold a grudge that they did it now because it was so well It was executed. so well done, yeah. So I wanted it to go longer, but how they did it was perfect, so I'm happy with it. And I think the Inner Circle, you just keep having them go over you everybody yeah. all the time. So I think the next thing for the Inner Circle is going to be the match beyond. Yeah, and the next big thing. Anyway. The next big thing, and I think... I originally wanted MJF to turn on Cody in the match beyond because like, if I would have booked it, it would have been all five Inner Circle guys against Cody, the Bucks, MJF, and Dustin, and it would come down to like... Jericho and Cody staring each other down. Everybody knocked out. MJF stands up, hits the chair on Cody, and then just leaves and lets Jericho pin him. But, I mean, the match beyond is going to happen because they've already right, dropped all right. these hints for it. So We're getting it. Yeah. Um, can I just say, nothing boosts my ass more than our listeners using our inside Our catchphrases. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I love that, it. That brings me so much joy me too. and just me too. pops me hey and you know what i, lo- I love getting these that aren't necessarily questions but just f- what your thoughts were on the current shows we're watching so whenever we have these current pay-per-views like please call in t- just even if it's not a question just tell us what you thought yeah. i just want to hear if people are on the same page as absolutely us. i think why it's so definitely on the same way oh yeah as for we sure are. uh up next we got a last second dakota got his in as we were recording the DZ. so let's see what the real dc of professional wrestling has to say Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll see what he has to say. I'm sure it'll be good. Maybe. Come on. How long does it take to to uh, transcribe the written? Big boys and body slams. Whoa. You know who I am, oh. but you don't know why <laughs> I'm here. I love it. Oh, no. I have a bone to pick <gasps> with one Luke. Oh! My question to you, oh. sir, is why? How dare you? Oh. I opened my home oh. of the big boys and body slams. And you didn't show up. You left me on the cold, high and dry. For what? I... I am ashamed. I feel betrayed. And all I need to know is what oh, was your favorite shit. match of full gear, traitor? <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, Dakota, just to let you know, me and Zach Th- had a wonderful time. And, yes, thank you for opening the to us. We would never turn you down like that. Hey, that might have been one of the best calls we've ever had. That was way. awesome. All right, Luke, your response. He is stunned I'm, right now. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like Dad just told me he was the most disappointed. <laughs> he's not he's well, ever hey, been. Let's 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 put this in even bigger perspective. Right? We knew he was going to leave this call. By the way, yeah, yeah, we knew this was coming. But our social media Instagram man was there. Uh huh. Powell the podcast was there. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Real DZ of professional wrestling was there. Uncle Paul was there. Uncle Paul, who oh was going to say for last, who's like the Uncle Jesse of this group, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then two-thirds of the big boys. So out of the big boys team, the only person who didn't go was Luke. Our entire social media team was there. Oh, oh. Man. I Wow. Talk about getting held accountable. 
Man, you guys are going to have to have a, a talk about this the next yeah, time you this, see him. I mean, is this going to turn He probably a, won't see him. He won't go up there and watch pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just ashamed. I'm never he showing my never face show around DC face. again. Dakota, oh, man. Oh, I knew you were going to leave this. That exceeded every yeah, expectation. Yeah, Dakota, I, I, was like, shit. I was like, oh, man, he he left one. and Well, and he didn't start out with the big boy. He was no, somber. You, I love the Scott uh, Hall throwback. That was like a Mankind promo. That was awesome. Dakota, thank you again for last night. That was fun. Tell Uncle Paul we love him. We should make it an AEW tradition by the way pay-per-views i before he called me a traitor i think he asked what my favorite match was yeah what was your favorite match and it was it was moxley omega <laughs> great yeah uh, i love Holy how he still shit. got a question for you in there by the way through all that that was traitor. awesome <laughs> all right and that leaves one more and i'm I, sorry I've, buddy i love you oh i've had God. time to prepare for this one so Kiefer, you better be ready buddy because i'm bringing the fire what is going on big boys and body slam crew i just want to know what big star does AEW need to sign to boost up their women's division? That's really all I have for you this week. Wait just a minute, brother. I got myself a bone to pick with you, Cowboy Kenny. You claim to be the rootinest, tootinest SOB both sides of the Mississippi. But what happens when Country Strong meets... My bad. Oh, you ruined... Oh. What are you doing? My phone has a mind of its own. I'm going to start that one over. I'm going to start that one over. I'm going to start that one over. Well, you better start channeling. Fuck. Oh, I've been preparing for this one. Oh, by the way, it's, uh, Tessa Blanchard is the woman. The yes, woman absolutely. Or yeah. AJ oh. Lee. Tessa Blanchard, AJ Lee. Oh. That's a dark horse pick. Yeah. What is going on, big boys and body slam crew? I just want to know, what big star does AEW need to sign to boost up their women's division? Tessa Blanchard. That's really all I have for you this week. Wait just a minute, brother. I got myself a bone to pick with you, Cowboy Kenny. You claim to be the rootinest, tootinest SOB both sides of the Mississippi. But what happens when Country Strong meets up with City Slick? That's right. <laughs> big City Benny is calling you out. Big city I'm going to lay you across yeah, that big, big boardroom table, climb on top of that big city bus, and drop a skyscraper elbow down on you for the one, two, three. Ooh. The skyscraper elbow. Oh, boy. We got a match. Big City Vinny. Uh-oh. Boy, come here. You're a city slicker, huh? Oh, that's real fancy. Oh, am I supposed to be impressed that you live in a city, boy? Who built them cities? Men working with their hands. And rock and roll. And rock and roll. Don't ruin the promo. Men like Cowboy Kenny built this city. And let me tell you something. You think you're fancy for living in a big city, city slicker? Can you build a fire? Can you work with your hands? What's so impressive about living in a big city? Having everything handed to you on a silver platter? What? Having everything gifted? What? Entitlements? What? You think you're fancy? What? You couldn't survive a day in my boots. What? And if you want to try, you're more than welcome to step up. What? But I ain't going to give in. What? I ain't going to quit. What? I ain't going to rest. What? I'm going to mount that horse. What? I'm going to ride, drive it right. I'm going to ride it. What? what? Right down your main street. What? what? It's going to shit in your road. What? It's going to piss in your streets. What? And when I'm done, I'm going to climb right up to that boardroom. What? what? I'm going to light a fire in the middle of it. What? what? And I'm going to burn that baby down. What? What? Because ain't nothing strong like country strong, boy. What? 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 And you're going to learn it. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, we got a match. Two. Hey, hey, wait, wait, what? Oh, yeah, let's go oh, over yeah. next week. 
Damn. Then, damn. Ne- next week we're doing that NXT, the uh, first War Games pay-per-view. I can't wait. And uh, I'll just Hell read, yeah. read through the card real quick, get you guys all hyped up. We got the Undisputed Area. Eh. The Undisputed <laughs> Era. Nice. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong. Versus Sanity, oh, yeah. which is Alexander Wolf, Eric Young, and Killian Dane in a War Games match. Al- uh, we uh, has when, uh, Andrade versus Drew McIntyre for the yes. NXT title. We have a fatal four-way match between Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, oh, Nikki yeah. Cross, and Peyton Royce. Oh, shit. We have Aleister Black versus the Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. And we have Lars Sullivan versus Cassius Ono. I cannot wait. Yes. This is an Now we can show. too sweet, and we can send you on your merry way. This too is sick. sweet. Bye-bye.